naked shamanism. Welcome to With Insights Radio. I'm your host, Eddie Garcia. I will take you on a journey across the universe through shamanism, metaphysical, and holistic. So sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Welcome to WithInsightsRadio.com. I'm Iggy Garcia. I'm broadcasting live here in Columbus, Ohio. This is episode 83 of Iggy Garcia Live, Self-Healing and Spontaneous Healing. We're going to be talking about healing today. And I'm going to have some guests today. Uh, actually, uh, I have one of my guests on the line right now. Heidi House is with me. Hello, Heidi. Hey. What's going on? Uh, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, we're expecting Dawn to pop in here soon, so I'm sure she'll call us when, when it's time. And uh, today's, yes. a, I guess yes. a, there's a powerful moon outside. I think uh, <laughs> she might be looking at it. <laughs> Come on, Dawn. <laughs> Come back inside. <laughs> yeah, and I wanna, what's been the... Sorry, go ahead. I want to welcome everybody on the live stream on Facebook. And hopefully you can hear our conversation. Hopefully everything's good. And um, we're going to be kind of talking a little bit here. So I'm going to bounce between uh, Facebook and Blog Talk Radio. That should be a lot of fun. But um, how you been, Heidi? Doing great. I'm doing great. I was really feeling the the energy today, for sure. All this week leading up to the eclipse (laughs) and the full moon is just so powerful. You know, they're saying, or I've seen said that this is like the most powerful moon, full moon in 150 years. Um, so I've definitely been feeling that, seeing that, um, experiencing that myself in my own life and, and with my clients and my friends, you know, just seeing the shifts and the, the changes happening. It's pretty powerful. Awesome. Well, Don, did you come in from watching the moon? Yes, it's fantastico. Oh, my goodness. Large and in charge. <laughs> good, good. That's what, I, that's what we were just joking about. So, uh, Don's probably outside looking at the moon. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Super spiritual. Doing it. That's what Absolutely. I was doing. <laughs> good, good. I won't tell you what I was really doing because I think it's spiritual, but <laughs> other people won't. Uh, you you know when you have to go to the bathroom you have to go to the bathroom what do you do you know (laughs) now that's spiritual that can be a release a full moon release there you go (laughs) oh you know what release for me today this is awesome is every single text message i've ever had it just disappeared from my phone i was like did the freaking full moon do that i actually need those for addresses and stuff but the full moon's like ganked them that's funny. Well, I asked Heidi what she's been up to. I kind of want to know what you've been up to. Mm. Well, what if I look at my calendar? I don't remember. <laughs> I really I really don't know. I'm I'm a little like, uh, I guess, being make- in the moment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just trying to be in the moment because life is, uh, it's so much right now and there's, 
it's so intense that, um, uh, that, I mean, I have so many beautiful things coming in. I have like all these workshops and all, everything's aligned. It's not even work anymore. It's just like play, play shops. And, um, but what I am noticing is like this rearrangement for, um, for the ability to like not project or look forward to something. So even at the end of the day, so like I don't, and what the training was, it was like the spiritual training in order to not freak out about what's to come or project. And it happened through like, you know, my shops, my car's in the shop for the fourth time or like, you know, trying to get a phone, but it's not working or um, those type of things have allowed me and lots and lots of plans and events have fallen through at such tumultuous rates that I became able to laugh and say this huge release and turnover of like, okay, well, I don't know what's going to happen in the next hour. So I better just be legit in this hour. So it's really neat. It's like, I've been practicing mindfulness for four years and it's like the next level of it. It's really cool. Actually. It just, it was a little stressful, <laughs> but it, but it's neat now to see how I look at things differently. Okay. How about well, you? Know, the reason Did you already go? Oh, sorry. No, I haven't gone. <laughs> Heidi has gone. You've gone. No, I've gone. <laughs> but, um, the things that I've been up <laughs> <clears throat> I've just been trying to get myself organized, realigned, and having a good time doing it. But um, just kind of taking things as they come versus trying to make things happen. I mean, so many times we try to make things happen, and they don't always play out in our favor sometimes when we try to make things um, a certain way. Mm-hmm. That's what but, I'm um, saying. Okay, you, know, you just said it better than me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. going out with the old, coming in with the new which, you know, that's basically where I've been. Mm-hmm. But I've been pretty good. <clears throat> now, you know, I, the reason I asked you both to be on the show tonight was because there's some um, things I wanted to share with you about some a project that I'm putting together and I'm working on. And I was thinking, who who could I ask? I mean, there's, there's a lot of people I could ask, but, you know, but who do I know that is, like, really kind of in the same alignment of work and the similar type of work that we do. And um, I thought of both of you, you know, because we both kind of work on the shaman side of things and uh, and the intuitive side of things. And so that's why I wanted you both to come on the air with me here today because I wanted to talk to you because I'm working on a project. It's a documentary about healing. So it's actually about self-healing and spontaneous healing, the parts and the aspects of, um, of us, how we heal and how we... Um, and how we get to that place of healing. And I know it's it's kind of vague and it's kind of, you know, there's a lot of components to it. But I wanted to kind of see and kind of open up the lines, you know, between the three of us and see, you know, what kind of experiences you've had in, in the past, present, or, you know, maybe the future. About, you know, things that have happened <laughs> or clients that you've had where they just we came in ill and then one day they just got up off the table and, and they could walk again. You know, for example, like you see that a lot in... Um, you know, in churches and stuff where they have revivals mm-hmm. and things like that. People just miraculously, you know, are able to do things. But then all of a sudden they go back home and then they can't do the things that they, you know, were doing about three or four hours ago. So that's kind of the gist of what I've been working on. Cool. Awesome. I could think of yeah. a couple. That's, that's a cool, fun topic. Mm-hmm. I like it. 
Good, good, good. But that's kind of where that's kind of where I'm at. So what I would like to do before we continue, because I don't know if I'm picking you guys up on the live stream, I'm gonna ask people if they can actually hear you. If they can't hear you, what I'm gonna do is gonna put turn on my phone, put you on the speakerphone on my on my phone and, and patch you in that way so people can hear you. Because I feel what we're gonna share is important. So I'm gonna call in and um because I'm not sure if anybody can just hear just me, and that's kind of what I don't want to happen. <laughs> I want it to be uh, a little bit of. <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna do that real quick. Just be, bear with me, but you guys, go ahead and share what you want to share. Because I find it, in, technology can be kind of a butthole sometimes. And uh, let's see if I can patch myself into the show. Welcome to Blog Talk Radio. Keep so you'll be able to listen to the show. Well, I'm in. <laughs> okay, hold on a second. <clears throat> it's a miracle. We are navigating technology here. Mm. Tell it to fix my phone while you navigate. Tell the tell the pilot <laughs> to fix my uh, get my text back because <laughs> I need them. <laughs> <laughs> It's just going to be kind of weird. Are you turning into a werewolf? I'm turning into something. <laughs> Whoa! It's going to be like I knew it. speed. <laughs> All right. Let's see if we can hear me. Because I think I froze myself. But keep talking because I can hear... We can keep going with the show and okay. continue because that's important. So let's go. Let's let's hit that. Let's hit that real hard. Hit it, Heidi. You you go first. I want to hear your. I have a couple okay. ideas of spontaneous healing, but I I know yeah. I'll be more I'll be inspired with you too. Yeah. Um. Well, what's coming to me is about the the empowerment. You know, the empowerment of our own healing. Uh, ability. You know, what I think is most <clears throat> important and one of the things that I really try to focus on with my clients or friends or myself is that, you know, we all are healers. We all have unique ability to heal each other and ourselves, you know, and that it's essentially this kind of lie that we buy into that we are sick or that we have a diagnosis or that we are out of balance or that we're, you know, I think that that for me, I feel like when you are working to heal something um, or it's important to keep searching for healing, you know, like one of the things that I think for, for us, I don't know if you guys experience this, but for me in my practice that when people come to me, they're like, oh, you know, am I the most fucked up person you've seen? And I'm like, <laughs> actually, by the time in our city, at least, by the time someone comes to see me, you know, a shamanic practitioner, uh, they've usually exhausted all their options. You know, they usually, like, they're, they're like, I'm so fucking desperate right now. Like, just give me what you got. You know what I mean? Just, just anything. Like, I just, I've tried everything, you know? And so it's like, I think that um, it's common for me to see people, like, literally on, on their knees, you know, like, in prayer, in, um, in desperation for the healing, you know? And it's like, we, it takes 
sometimes I feel like it takes us so much suffering and pain and dismissal of ourselves to get to that point. And and really it's like, uh, I think for me, it's really like living my life on my knees. You know, living my life on my knees where I'm saying like, yes, I know I have the power to, to see the situation clearly, to see myself as whole. And <clears throat> I also need my friends to hold my hand, you know, when I'm forgetting that. You know, so I feel like self-healing and spontaneous healing, a lot of it is, honestly, you've got to be on your knees. You know, you've got to be at that place where you're on your knees and you're going, like, I will do anything. I'll do whatever it takes. I love my life. I want my life. I want my, you know, my health. I want my family. And so for some of us, that's, that's what it takes, you know, to get to that place. So the the healing, the profound healing that I've seen in myself and others, it, it, it's a, a lot of it has a factor of never giving up, you know, never giving mm-hmm. up on on your wholeness, your innate wholeness. You know, um, for me, like I, uh, personally, I can speak to my own, you know, self-healing, which involved a very, you know, I I suffered with severe suicidal depression um, for at least a decade. I was medicated heavily with uh, psychiatric medications, and it took me really going down the path of trying whatever it took, everything and anything, to find my wholeness again, to get out of that, um, the darkness that I was in. Um, and, you know, so I've been free from psychiatric meds for like about a year and a half. And I, I honestly think psychiatric meds, you know, I'm not, I'm not dissing anyone who does them like they were a lifesaver for me, you know, for sure, for many years. But I'm also super, super proud and, um, of myself for the healing that I have done, you know. And I know that that, for me, has to do with recognizing, of course, that I'm not alone in my um, healing process, in my wholeness. And so uh, at the same time, and I want to speak to what you said, Iggy, about when people, <clears throat> when people have this healing and then they go home and it's, it's different, right? Because a lot of times people will be with me in, in the sacred space of ceremony, you know, or a client session or whatever you would call it, and they're feeling that light. They're feeling that wholeness. They're feeling that. Um, and, and then maybe they go home and they're good for a couple of days or three days, four days, five days, whatever, and then they feel like, oh, I'm kind of back in the swamp or this thing is still bothering me. You know, it's a process of being mm-hmm. lifted, you know, being lifted really into our wholeness. So I think it's like ultimately we have to take into our own hands the responsibility of our healing, you know, um, and, um, and con- continually every day. So um, that's kind of what I have about that for right now. <laughs> that's fine. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Agreed. All right, Don. It's so weird. Like, I'm so used to just being me and you, and then, like, I'm always – I'm this way on the phone, too. I'm like, wait, should I talk now? Wait, no, you're talking. Should I talk now? <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I personally, I I definitely agree with Heidi on the fact that healing's, um, you know, a process and that there's layers. I was talking to this um, woman the other day as a large online presence and, and community, and she said something like, you know, once something's healed, it's healed. And I'm like, oh, honey, once you're, I thought that too at 25, <laughs> but wait till you have kids, then it comes back up. Wait till your kids 
fuck with you, then it comes back up. Wait till that, you know, like wait till <laughs> think your your parent gets sick and then it comes back up. So, like I mm. think that it, it is cyclical. Now, I I do believe that one of our gifts. I guess I can't speak for you guys, but I'm assuming because we have a lot of the same, similar dynamic of abilities is that when a client comes to me, there's a dimensional frequency which happens, which changes time. Therefore, the he- instantaneous or, or quicker healing can happen. I contribute it to connecting not only with the spirit realm, with the oneness, all that is, but also um, you know, it re- literally invoking higher powers and spirits. Um, mm-hmm. That combined with, you know, my big thing is tracking and listening to the body because I think a lot of trauma, a lot of illness, a lot of dis-ease happens to the body. So I have two specific examples <clears throat> that came to mind. One, and this is spontaneous healing, and one spontaneous fertility. I'll start with that. A woman came to mm-hmm. me. She'd been having so much trouble getting pregnant. You know, the doctor's like, we don't understand. You're fertile. You're young. What's going on? So, like Heidi said, I was the last person. You know, I'm actually doing her hair. And she's like, well, what do you got? Some magic juju we can try? I said, hey, let's try it. Let's ask your body why it isn't pregnant. So, by opening up the space time frequency at different, you know, um, dimensional <laughs> fields, she, what's that? I don't know if I just heard a spirit or Iggy. Did someone just talk? Yeah, that was that, that was something that came through. I heard it too. Keep going. Creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, so this woman, yeah, powers that be don't want it to come out. I'm like, fuck you. People can take on their own health, and I'm going to speak to it. I ain't scared no more. Um, so she lays on the table, and it's a very simple process of just like – trusting, trusting the first thing you hear. And that's how I use my healing every day as I listen to the first thing I need. So she went into her womb space, and I don't remember if it was rabbit medicine or what. She envisioned it in there four weeks later, you know, next next time. I mean, this whole thing happened of unfolding, connecting colors, breathing life into the universe, talking to it, telling it's safe to be pregnant. And after connecting with her body, you know, she got pregnant that next cycle. And um, and then the other most miraculous, one of my favorite, this happened years ago, was a nurse. Again, I was doing her hair, and she had such bad wrists and, and forearms. And she's like, I don't know what's going on. You know, I'm in the medical field. They can't help me. So I, we did a, you know, we went in. We, we opened up the, the field to ask the arm and and uh, it turns out she'd been che- sucking in. She was a healer. Obviously, she's a nurse. So she was taking in everyone's energy. But the body is so genius that it was stopping it in the wrist and the elbows. So it didn't poison the rest of her body. So, like, she was drawing out other people's, you know, chemo energy and poisons. And, um, and that's the miraculous thing of the body. But it was getting stuck there. And she had horrible pain. And we said, so... What do you need, Riss? What do you need to help? And it wanted a tornado. And I said, I know it's crazy, girl. Just visualize a tiny tornado in there. Well, she <laughs> came back uh, eight weeks later, no pain ever again in that wrist. And it, it, these things require 
being witnessed, as Heidi said, you know, knowing that you're not alone in your suffering, a lot of suffering just dissipates once you find out that, hey, someone fucking cares and they're not going to empathy block you and one-up you. They're, they really just care. Um, calling mm-hmm. in and witnessing ancestors' suffering that's manifesting in your body. And um, I don't think that we actually heal. I mean, I don't think I actually heal others. I think that I just help guide and hold that space for them to transmute the suffering, you know, witness it, ask what it needs, bring in some elements. And it's such a, a freaking gift. It's a blessing to do this work. I feel really honored. And I also last bit, I definitely agree with Heidi that only through me being through some of the tortures of hell, have I cultivated these abilities. I don't think I could share it if I didn't, you know, practice it and practice it and practice it and have gone to some of the dark nights of the soul and then trusted in, in myself um, as well. And, and like she said, never gave up. I just, I will not give up. I am a stubborn little shit. <laughs> I was like, I'm never going to die. I don't yes, care if everyone are. dies around me. I'll live forever. And something broke through. So. <laughs> yeah. That's my two favorite stories that pop into my mind when you talk about spontaneous healing, for sure. You know, I, I, I find it interesting about, you know, spontaneous healing and, and, and self-healing. I mean, they kind of got to, I don't know if they go hand in hand or not. Maybe they do, they don't. But I've seen where people who have been totally, you know, been sick, totally ill, and then all of a sudden you say something to them or something is said to them and they just kind of like snap out of it. You know, I'm, my mom's wow. a good example. You know, she was very sick, very ill at one point in her life. And, you know, she had cancer and she, um, you know, was told that she didn't have long to live. And, you know, there were some circumstances that played out too in her life and things that were happening to her. And then one day, you know, I don't know, I, my brothers and sisters, we all said something to, uh, to her and you know what she she just kind of snapped out of it came out of it and the cancer you know of course she got operated on but she her health she just like was back you know she decided to live you know she was ready to die she had she'd given up and she's just threw in the towel and and didn't expect much more than what she already had and uh, you know she's still alive and she's still going through some of the pains and stuff but but i remember i remember you know that was almost 20 years ago, 20 some years ago. But you know, when she just decided wow. to live, she said, "I'm going to live." You know, I don't, want, I don't want to die. And um, she's still here. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I met her mom, and I know she comes from some strong, epic women. <laughs> mhm. Mhm. Yeah. Mm. My grandma's still alive. She's in her 90s, late 90s. I got the pleasure of meeting her. Very cool woman. Very, very cool. I don't yeah. think I've seen that yet, but I mean, I'm young in my medicine, you know, I'm just, I'm just 38, going to turn 39. I don't, I, I mean, I know I have years and years where I get to see so much cool stuff, but I haven't seen mm-hmm. a Marac. I would love for my mom to have that. Um, but I have seen some really powerful transmutation, you know, like when people, it's almost like believing. I had this thought when I was meditating about the show. It's almost like it's a belief. It's like believing. Why are those people on Mm -hmm. the religious shows being touched and getting better? It's because they believe it. 
It's like if I believe it can happen, it can happen. And I notice like when when people are like, I believe I can get better, they do. I believe I can mm-hmm. become empowered. I believe in, you know, the power of ceremony. Boom, the ceremony works. Mm-hmm. I did a ritual to bring in $10,000 a month. It didn't work. I didn't believe it when I was doing it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I did not because I brought ten dollars in, I was burning that candle and doing my chance. I was like, "This shit ain't gonna work." <laughs> that's too much money. That's a good point. Valid, valid point right there. You know, you know, if you think you're worthy of something, you'll you'll honor it. If you don't think you're worthy of it, you won't honor that space. You won't honor that energy. You won't bring it into your space. You know, and I have yeah. to say, a lot of people don't don't bring things into their spaces because they've never had it before and don't feel like they were deserving of it to begin with. I don't know, Heidi, you were going to say something? Oh, I was just going to talk a little bit about um, healing, the unexpected unexpected healing, too, um, and the way that healing, you know, can be tricky sometimes and not what we expect. I was going to talk a little bit, speak a little bit to that because um, I, I wanted to tell this story about my father who ha- was in a car accident in 2005 and the accident was in New Zealand and so he was in a coma, he was in a coma for three months and beyond, you know, had to relearn everything because he lived through these traumatic brain injuries. So it's 12 years later, he's still alive um, and in his body, um, but very much from my, di- you know, traumatic di- diagnostics, he's very much not, his soul is not embodied, right? As like, as much as it could be. So, it, which looks like his personality is not is not what it used to be, right? So he's not the same father that I knew. But um, when I started the School of the Modern Shaman in the spring, I, uh, I teach soul retrieval and I, I do soul retrieval frequently in my practice. And so um, my I had asked my father, um, if, you know, we could do some soul retrieval with him, and he, he straight up said no. <laughs> he was like, nope, don't want it, don't want the healing, you know, and I was like, okay, all right. And also, I, I don't know if you guys experienced this, but it is it is more difficult for me to work with family, um, even though, yeah. at least at this point, like Don said, I feel like I'm pretty young in my medicine too, you know. Um, so, but when I, at the, the last night of the class, um, we were doing some more solar retrieval. The students were learning solar retrieval and doing solar retrieval on themselves and some other students. And uh, I kind of, I was in my trance, and I got the message, like, now it's the time to do a solar retrieval for your dad. And so I checked in with his higher self, which I wouldn't do necessarily remote healing on someone without their permission or without their, obviously, without their permission or without their confirmation, but this was such a strong message, right? Like, now's the time right now. Like, we had a window or something, right? So I was like, eh, mm-hmm. okay, well, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens, you know, because my father is not exactly conscious anyway. All the, You know, he's very, not, he's not in his full consciousness as it is. Mm-hmm. So um, and his wife, I had asked her, she's his caregiver, so she was a yes. Okay, so went through the ceremony did it and um, kind of thought nothing of it. I was like, well, we'll see. We'll see what happens, you know. And six weeks later, and I think, Don, you might know this story, but six weeks later, my father stole the car keys and drove for three hours, and he hasn't driven since the accident at all. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it took 
it, it took some time in, in like 3D time for that to kind of catch up. But some of that vital essence came back to his body, you know, mm-hmm. and, and enabled him to have the consciousness to get up, get the keys, drive the car for three hours. He thought he was going mm-hmm. somewhere com- completely different than he ended up. And thank goodness he was okay, you know. And yeah. she, his wife, you know, a couple of days later after everything had settled down, the cops had to find him and everything. And, it's, and a couple of days later I called his wife and I said, just wanted to let you know, <laughs> I think maybe the soul retrieval that we did had, a, had something to do with that. And she was like, you know, you could have told me. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know that it was going to cause <laughs> – I didn't know that he was going to go drive three hours, you know, but and see, everything is fine. But also, you know, the last time that I spoke to my father, which was a couple of weeks on the, ago on the phone, he usually, first of all, he doesn't really usually remember who I am. He usually thinks I'm his sister. Um, but he also, when I, I always tell him, I love you, Dad. And the last time I was on the phone with him, he said, I love you, too, for the first time. And I don't, I don't even remember how long. So, you know, uh, I think sometimes, well, at least with the work that I do, it's never, it doesn't necessarily occur to me as spontaneous. Um, mm-hmm. But it's very, it's very powerful, you know. And um, I think healing shows up in different ways. Like the other, the other most recent session, recent soul retrieval that I worked with that was really impactful for me and was a teaching for me was a, a woman who, a, a grandmother of a friend of mine who was, actually dying but I didn't know that coming into it that she was that she was dying and so we we're doing the healing work and the ceremony with her and um it was very powerful you know for her it was like a <clears throat> she was really in it you know there was a lot of release like a lot of verbalization a lot of movement of her body you know while I'm doing energy work with her and um you know she ended up passing the next day and so whatever needed to happen whatever needed to occur for her the soul retrieval that we did was part of her releasing the body, you know, and certainly there's some confusion with that for myself, you know, as like what we don't necessarily know all the time exactly what's what's going on because we're working with spirits, you know, we're working with those benevolent spirits that are doing work through us, with us, you know, Um, and that Mm -hmm. was a really interesting, but I would consider that her death in that state was a spontaneous you know, because sometimes releasing the body is that. That's an awesome so. story. I want to let everybody know that we're on the air here with Heidi Howes and, and Don Thompson. They're local um, facilitators here in Columbus, Ohio, you know, through the, through their own practices of uh, intuitive work and shamanism and spirituality that they've created and they've actually been endowed with through spirit. Um, we're here on With Insights Radio on the Block Talk Radio Network, and we're also doing a live stream as well. So if it sounds a little choppy than usual when we do our shows, because I'm trying to balance the technologies, but we're going to go to a quick break really fast, and we're going to be coming right back. So hang on, guys. <laughs> you are listening to With Insights Radio.com on the Block Talk Radio Network. Your free online holistic publication resource radio is trusting your intuition. Achieving self-discovery and following your soul self. You are listening to WithInsightsRadio.com, your free online resource for achieving self-discovery and inspiration. With Insights Radio is a listener-supported radio station. Your donations are greatly appreciated. 
We cover a variety of topics, interviews surrounding the metaphysical and holistic and natural medicine alternative healing modalities, and much more. Thank you for tuning in to WithInsightsRadio.com. Welcome back to With Insights Radio. This is Iggy Garcia Live, Episode 38, Self-Healing, Spontaneous Healing. My special guests tonight are Don Thompson and Heidi Howes. We're actually uh, just have a little forum here. We're talking and just talking a little bit about the healing process. You know, what causes somebody to heal? Why do some people heal and why do others don't? You know, there's also uh, a topic about, you know, Western medicine, which I like to talk about also because... You know, the white coat medicine is, is as important, you know, as the spiritual medicine that we also work with. Um, I do find that there are people who truly believe in their white coat medicine and their doctors. I know people who have had cancer who have gone the gamut of uh, chemotherapy and done fantastic and they've healed. But I also have friends who didn't, who it just didn't work and it's not, it didn't, didn't play out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those, those things are, are kind of interesting to me because they also – you know, they would probably have some variable that says, well, maybe it started too late or maybe it just doesn't do that cancer. You know, what I've studied over the years, you know, here about, you know, the human body and the cells is, you know, when we create cancer, it's it's us fighting ourselves, our emotional issues, our emotional traumas, the mm-hmm. things that we can't get over. Because most people actually that I have encountered and worked with are actually die of the same cancer as their parents. I had one client, mm-hmm. one lady who, through Spellage work, we, we found out that, you know, she died of breast cancer. But she had the same issue her mom did. Her breast, mm-hmm. she had a certain type of cancer where her breast got so rock hard and where she just held that anger in there. She was so angry at her mom about stuff. But her mom oh. also was the same. And her mom was so angry about her mom. So there's this, you know, lineage of energy that's just being passed down over and over. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I find, yes, you know, yes. But you get what I'm saying, though, right? It's it's just oh it's, my gosh we be- yes it's we, be- we believe things <laughs> we believe things we take on energies we take on things that are told us well since your family has cancer and heart disease you most likely will have cancer and heart disease too <laughs> bullshit man <laughs> you know I don't buy into that I don't buy into that I truly personally don't buy into that philosophy because you know what that's programming. Mm-hmm. To me. Now, I don't know how you guys I feel see. about it, but I know that... Go ahead. Absolutely. Absolutely. Don't curse me with that. Don't curse me with that. That's a curse. Yeah. I think of both. I mean, I've got both. I've got both. I've got the part where, like... I mean, they've done a study I remember reading where a twin, you know, someone who adopts a kid, that kid, talk about programming, that kid might get what the parent, the adoptive parent had. So you can get it through that way, but I think it's energy Mm -hmm. as well, because I noticed that you can also get something that you never experienced or heard about. So I'm not, I'm not super sold Mm -hmm. that it's all programming because Mm-hmm. I, you know, I mean, I don't subscribe. I barely know anything about my grandma, but I heard from my spirit guides the other day, you need a lymph node drainage. You need a lymph node drainage. And then I remembered, oh, my God, didn't my grandmother I never met die of, you know, 
lymphomia or something. I couldn't remember. And mm-hmm. I went to get my lymph nodes drained, and they were super, super clogged. And I think it's because of the emotional thing. Like you said, whatever energy my grandmother did not deal with, whether I know what she had or not, if I don't mm-hmm. deal, I learned from my parents how to deal with this stuff. So if I didn't, if I didn't learn how to deal with anger, if I didn't know how to learn with fear, if if my grandmother processed fear through her lymph nodes instead of her muscles, regardless, if I'm doing that, you know, there's a chance. Now here's where the spontaneous and the self healing comes in is that I can listen. I can listen to my body and I can feel it so deeply that I go. Ooh, there's something weird going on in my lymph nodes, man. I'm going to go check it out. So, and, and then I had a client once who's going blind, and she's like, oh, my sisters are going blind. What's going on? You know, I went to Hawaii. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm enjoying the last of my sight. Last, can we do anything about it? So I tap in. This grandmother, nine generations back, so she had no clue, no clue about this, came right up in my face, and she said, I did this. I'm so sorry. And so I said, go ahead, tell me, tell me, great, 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 great grandmother. Like, what, what's up? And she said, well, I saw something so horrific that I never wanted anyone in my family line to have to witness that again. You know, I don't know. She didn't show me if it was rape, murder, what, but it was so bad that she goes, the people I love should never have to see this. By saying that, <laughs> She almost like, you know, projected that into her DNA and then therefore it was happening. At least this is what she taught me. She also channeled through a way to reverse it, which was honoring, you know, her suffering, making an altar. And so, I mean, I'm still, again, I'm still learning about this stuff. So I don't know. I could be wrong. It could be if you say it, then you get it and you've been cursed through the voice. Yet I tend to lean more towards there's something much more complex happening here with us getting what our parents got. I refuse to my mother that my colon has anything to do with her family's colon cancer. Finally went to go get a colonoscopy. I had two cancerous cells. So if she did that, I'm pissed. But <laughs> it's, it's in there, man. It's in there. It's like it lies in my – when my grandmother died, I saw a big ball of something go over my mother's head and enter my body. I saw it. And I was like, what was that? It so was stuff, man. Like, so basically it sounds like what you're saying is we're one big, huge memory stick. Like a I'm computer wondering. memory. Yeah, I'm wondering. I mean, like, I don't know. I think that our, if, if I was in my mom's belly, I absorbed some of that, some of that stuff. I mean, if I, if I was created from her DNA, I got some of her DNA doesn't mean I have to, I think you can rewire the programming to some degree, especially mm-hmm. for the next generation. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know if you can totally like es- escape your DNA wiring. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. What do you think, Heidi? I think it's both and both ends and either or. And yeah. it's it's yeah. it's always unique. It's always unique, you know, for each person. That's why we can't look at every patient as the same or every disease as the same or you know, we just can't. Mm-hmm. And that's right you talked about the white coat medicine. You know, we we've got to look deeply into every um, into everyone's every single person's energy field. You know, and that's what we do. And I think like what John was saying earlier, like sometimes just 
being a witness and holding space for some poor person like they've never experienced before is the healing, you know? It's because, you know, ultimately and how I try to approach every session and my relationships when I'm at my best, of course, because with family and with, you know, people who are close and intimate with us, it's, you know, we get to show up and be vulnerable with them and it's not always easy, right? Um, But I think for me, like whenever I sit with a a client uh, or with students or whatever, I just always try to tap into that universal love, you know, that unconditional love, which and which is the healing mechanism, ultimately, you know. And so when we can mm-hmm. come from that and be in, be in that, I feel like that alone creates so much healing, you know. Uh, just the listening and just the showing up and being and holding space for a person to be in the where they wherever they are, not try to fix it necessarily. But try to look deeply into, like, where is, where is this blockage or where is this cloud, you know? Right. And lo- yeah, yeah. love it. Yeah, it love, love, love people through it, you know? Yeah, I, I agree with you. There, There is a part that, you know, that we, we do inherit. We do inherit some, like, code and some kind of message that is brought through mm-hmm. us. That's why we look like some of the people who are... You know, in our past, some of our ancestors. That's why you look exactly like your mom. (laughs) 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 My mom. (laughs) Hey, mom. (laughs) But you know, there is parts. But I. I, But you know, in my belief system, though, even though that's carried through, I think we have a way to move that energy, and move that Mm -hmm. out of our space if we don't want to truly have that in there. Um, you know, knocking on wood, I've been pretty fortunate you know, to be as, as healthy as I have been. Actually, as I'm older, I feel healthier than I was when I was younger. When I was younger, I had more mm-hmm. problems, you know, you know, so-called mm-hmm. problems about my body, and I beat up my body royally. I mean, I had to have surgery. I had this intestinal thing, and then this hernia, and I had all this stuff. But I've been fortunate as I've gotten older that I'm able to change my thoughts a little bit, and the choices that I make are a little more different than a little I can refine a little I still got a lot of work to do but but I remember you know being a, a younger man the things that worried me and the things that caused my to do to my body what it made it you know what it made it do and I you know I find it now that as I I'm aware with those new memories and those new that new knowledge that I'm able to change things slightly a little bit to work out to my benefit versus you know you know taking on that energy that it's not really mine. It's somebody else's story, but I'm, I've been, it's been passed on to me so I can actually help heal that story. That's been, wasn't able to be healed back mm-hmm. then. And that's mm-hmm. what this, the seven full generational, you know, work that I do is about healing those mm-hmm. past traumas of our ancestors because our ancestors mm-hmm. didn't have good teachers possibly, you know, and you know, when you think about the three of us have, uh, have stepped into a, a special calling, you know, that maybe somebody in our lineage down the road way back did it, or maybe we're the first. We don't know. But regardless, <laughs> we have an opportunity. We've been we've been learning and teaching and, and still learning and still be teaching how to heal those pieces and parts of ourselves. By healing the pieces and parts of ourselves, we'll heal the people who have already transcended into, you know, the next existence. I believe that. Yes. Yep. I do too. I also I also think there's 
there might be something to, you know, what we kind of charted before to experience before we got here. So like, you know, if someone, and I just get this inkling from doing, you know, years of readings, it's like that whole, I mean, this is like 5,000 other shows you could do on free will versus destiny, but which is kind of like, kind of mirroring what we're talking about, but like how much control do we have? And for me and my own healing process, like, I don't know, something's ringing out about like what Heidi said about the letting go. Like I can control, I can control, I can listen. I can listen when, you know, my body says, you can't really actually feel your lymph nodes. I actually just heard that from my higher self. Like you need those drained because if I wouldn't have, eventually I would have gotten cancer. That's the place, you know, you got to clear that out. Um, I listen and, and, and that's what I want to help teach people is how to listen to their own, not depend on, I love mm-hmm. that, the white coats. I mean, check it out. They've been some of my worst suffering and they've saved my life, you know, like, mm-hmm. like they did the birth process with me. I wish I wouldn't have went there. Birthing wasn't a medical procedure that I needed to experience. Yet, if I wouldn't have went to them when my jaw was, I know you guys probably remember, I know I sent you pictures of when my jaw was swollen, you know, 10 times its size. And dude, I would have mm-hmm. died. I do not think that shamanism would have cured that. If it could have, I probably could have done it. But there was no visualization. <laughs> I was like, homie was going to close it. it. You know? Put more shades on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was no more shades. Curing that. <laughs> or, you know, even more the fish. fluid. Some of the flu, the flu that I have last year, I was hallucinating. Now, I could have made it through, but I, I'm kind of glad for modern medicine. But I would not. I mean, there's so many times I went, I said, I'm losing my hair. I'm losing my teeth. I'm losing, you know, I was on seven different medications in my early 20s, you know, because I'm crazy. Well, it turns out I'm just an empath extrasensory, you know. But um, at the time, you know, it was like if I wouldn't have believed in myself and learned how to listen to myself and spirit, I would be a goner. I'd be a total, I would not be alive right now. Mm Mm-hmm. What a what a magical gift you got though. Think about it. As painful as it was, it was it was a magical gift too. Mm-hmm. All, all the biggest pains in my life have been the most gifts. You know, watching my dad die mm-hmm. was one of the most painful things. Him screaming in terror as he's suffocating on lung fluid. Okay, and so grief, lungs. He just could not stop smoking even after he knew that he had emphysema and COPD. And watching mm-hmm. him yell, I wanted to go out to eat more. Oh, what if Jesus doesn't take me? Oh, I should have spent more time. I mean, like in sheer terror, like this big manly man who I used to curl up in his arms, screaming in mm-hmm. terror, was worse. I have not watched a horror movie since 24 years old seeing that. I never, I never will because that was the ultimate horror. And he gave me the biggest gift of life because I will be scared to death and do something anyways because I do not want to be on my deathbed afraid shitless of living you know that I or or sad that I didn't live and so Mm -hmm. I mean I guess that doesn't really go with spontaneous healing but what it does go with is like yes I agree suffering brings gifts it does it does not feel that way at the time the time I'm like seriously more suffering what did I chart Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. I think that it, it will be, there will be more spontaneous healing and more self-healing if people, well, and there will be when, you know, as, as is happening, when all the different kinds of medicine come together. You know, Ooh, we're, yeah. all, we're, we're, we're working together, you know, because I don't know about you guys, but I mean, I see doctors and nurse practitioners and nurses in my practice who come to me and, and I'm like, oh, it's almost like I'm like, okay, I'm not telling anyone that you're here. <laughs> you know what I mean? like, I'm like, it's like I feel like yeah. I need to keep a secret. But, uh, like, but, but it's really powerful, and I'm super humbled by that because I feel like, yes, this is exactly what we need. We need more white coats. And who are using sage, you know, in their own home, and and saying, you know, this is this is something that's obviously a spiritual issue, you know, and I think what we see is that, you know, those those issues that are kind of ongoing spiritual, uh, emotional, mental issues that, that that when they become dense and come into the physical, you know, that's where the the scalpel is needed. You know, I mean, I had to two emergency C-sections, you know, with my children mm-hmm. that were much needed. It was, it was, you know, I wouldn't be here and they wouldn't be here without it. So I'm forever grateful for that medicine. And I think it has its place just like ours has its place, you know. So, But I really am looking forward to and envisioning the future, the soon future, the near future, in which we're all working together, you know. I love that. And, and you know, that, I love that. That's happening. And that's happening, though. In other countries, you know, it's sometimes uh, modern medicine meets, you know, old world medicine, and they work together. And I know in China it's huge. They do a lot of work in China where they <clears throat> they do on-hands healing, you know, like a type of Reiki, and they heal tumors and heal cancers and different things like that by just, you know, mm-hmm. reaching out and the power of belief. And then, you know, Western medicine has its place, like you said, you know, when you break your leg, you don't want someone fanning sage on you. You want somebody putting you in a cast. <laughs> and I think it all, it all has its place. And you're right. And, you know, even back back in the olden times when we were all, you know, before there was no real hospitals, you know, the shaman practitioner or the medicine man would have to create splints and stuff. So it's nothing new. It's just something that we have to remember and do. Um, mm-hmm. I don't want to get off topic, but, you know, we have a thing called pharmaceutical companies, and they want to pump you with pills. But mm-hmm. and I think sometimes that stuff can actually apprehend, you know, the, the mm-hmm. process of the neurotransmitters in your brain to make you dependent on this stuff, and then then you forget about how to heal, you forget how to be yourself, you forget to know how to do things, and you know we can spin off a whole different topics, but um. You know, I try to find that, you know, healing individuals and healing families in the community and society and the planet is, is important to me. And that's why this documentary that I'm creating is to, you know, bring awareness and, and, and just kind of see it. But I, I want to see it from all angles, not just a holistic and metaphysical angle. I want to see it from the white coat angle. If i mm-hmm. if I fortunate mm-hmm. enough to get an interview with a doctor or a nurse practitioner or mm-hmm. somebody about it, because that's, mm-hmm. it's all encompassing. We're going to need it, all of it. We're going to need all of it in order to survive awesome. and move forward into this world we live in. What great, what a great work. What a great piece of art. I am so excited about your documentary. You let me know how I can support you mm-hmm. in any way with that. Well, you're, you're, you're supporting. Both of you are already supporting. This will be on, this will <laughs> be on our, uh, 
on the video pieces and parts of this when it starts. You know, it's, I know it's going to be a long process, and I understand it's going to be one of those things that I'll have to do a lot of networking and communicating with people. So it's going to be a new adventure for me to explore aspects of uh, myself out in the community and trying to reach and send a message about the work that is done here in Columbus, Ohio. And I, I want to gear it to Columbus, Ohio, and I want to gear it to how healing occurs in the city, you know, versus mm-hmm. someone going to the jungles like Don, like you and I went to the jungles mm-hmm. of Peru to take ayahuasca. <laughs> I want to, I want to see how we, how we can mm-hmm. heal in the urban setting, in the suburban right. setting, in yep. the urban setting. Uh, how, right. what's going on behind closed doors? What's going yeah. on? What's happening? There's, yeah. there's a whole huge movement of people who are doing this work. Hi, you're one. Mm-hmm. Don, you're one of them. We're three of many. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think especially in Columbus, I mean, I, I feel like, you know, I, I was guided to come to a city. I was living in the woods for the majority of my adult life. And, you know, when I came to the city seven years ago, it was like that's when my path in healing really started happening because I – and I'm clear that this is where I'm supposed to be, you know, even though I would personally probably really like to be off in the woods again, <laughs> you know, or on the beach. But, you know, I think also we're seeing, you know, shamanic healing is definitely um, finally coming forward in our city, you know, in our, you know, at least in the Midwest, which is new, you know, because you can go to the coast and people will know, like, oh, yeah, my shaman this or my shaman that, right? <laughs> but, I mean, but, I mean, in the, in, the, in Columbus, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's just starting to kind of, I don't know about you guys, but I'm starting to feel more people respecting it, seeing it as an option for them. And that's exciting because it, it helps us to know that we're, we're, we're in our purpose, you know? Absolutely. Definitely seen that collective awakening, awakening too. It's really neat to not only watch it here, but yeah, through online, like see how many people mm-hmm. are remembering, remembering, remembering mm-hmm. ancient information and ways. And, and yeah, for just the everyday person to believe the journey to the heart, you know, as a shamanic mm-hmm. journey mm-hmm. and the people that are coming to this journey um, I'm doing twice a month now. They don't even know why they came. They're just like listening mm-hmm. to their higher self. They're like, yeah, we just saw mm-hmm. it and knew we had to sign up. I'm like, whoa, that's what I'm talking about. I stand for that. Mm-hmm. Do not use. One of my favorite things I saw recently was, you know, that facts replace knowledge and then, you know, um, knowledge replaced wisdom. And that wisdom is just listening. That's all. It's like a listening because there is no like it's always mm-hmm. this or that. It's always, you know, family hereditary. It's always because, you know, um, because I smoked, I have cancer. Like it's so much more complex that the facts mm-hmm. aren't going to be as helpful if no one's listening to their own personal thing. But, oh, my gosh, I get off on a tangent on that, and I can't even explain it. <laughs> like I'm trying to explain this, but... But I know both of you have probably run into people who who just seem to be able to move themselves out of the, that energy that makes them ill and sick or whatever or not get sick at all. And then you have other mm-hmm. groups that just totally are constantly um, just in the quagmire of, of despair and, yeah. and, and just can't seem to move out of that energy. 
Mm-hmm. They want to be witnessed so badly, like Heidi, you know, mentioned at the beginning. I know, to, and I feel this about myself too. And everyone, when they're suffering, they want witnessed. Yet there are some people that can't get out of the suffering. The suffering is comfortable, mm-hmm. and in the in the healing and feeling heal, you know, the suffering might get them attention, might get them love, and the healing right. might not be right. comfortable. I mean, I found myself. In other areas of my life, you know, thinking, oh, if I just have this, then I'll be happy, and then I get it, and I'm like, ooh, I'm so used to this, you know, this other energy that even though this is more beneficial, more benevolent, it's not, it's uncomfortable. So I could see why mm-hmm. if someone's in a quagmire of negativity and that's all they've known, that's like, mm-hmm. that could be hard to get out of. Well, sure, it's also, yeah. I mean, I think... It's also like we are in collusion with like our our family, our ancestry, our our relationships. Like a lot of people that I see too, they they're maybe their illness is a is a soul kind of a manipulation, some kind of manipulation, some kind of um, you know they're feeding from the victimhood. I mean, I I can attest to probably having been in those states myself. You know. Also, if you are the one who's sick in your family and you've always been the sick one in your family and that's your place in your family or whatever, you know, then you're, mm-hmm. everybody's invested in that. Everyone's invested in that. So you changing that could, could mean, oh, what's going to happen to me next? You know, who am I going to be now that I'm not the sick one? Or, you know, people, people stay in those mindsets, you know. For certain reasons, it's not always. I think you have to truly, truly want truly, truly want to be free. Now, I know you talked about earlier that people sometimes just just heal and they just don't know how it just happened. You know, Mm -hmm. I want to talk a little bit about the mind, how the mind plays into healing, how the mind, if it's, if it is a mental thing or not a mental thing, there's, there's a lot of people who talk about placebo effects where, you know, they have controlled, you know, groups where, one group gets a, a, a sugar pill and the other group actually gets the medicine and there's another group that gets nothing. <laughs> but yet, you know, the group that sometimes gets nothing actually does better than the groups that got the placebo pill or the regular pill. And I find that kind of interesting. So hold that thought real quick. We'll come back to that. We're going to talk about that and we're going to take a quick break and uh, let that roll around a little bit. You are listening to WithInsightsRadio.com on the Blog Talk Radio Network. Your free online holistic publication resource radio for trusting your intuition, achieving self-discovery, and following your soul self. Listening to the Gypsy Wagon with your host Don Thompson. Thought I'd give Don a little plug there. She's on our network. (laughs) You pushed the wrong button. (laughs) (laughs) That's coming up next week. (laughs) Still be on next week. Yeah, that's next week. Next Wednesday at at noon. So for those of you who want a little more insight about Don and. yeah, before we go on to the next topic that I'm talking about, why don't you, Heidi, why don't you start and give us a little bit of information where people can find you, 
uh, a website, where you work from, something that we can people can grab onto there. Sure. Yeah, so my website is HeidiHouse.com, and um, I also work out of the Reiki Center in Grandview, um, the ReikiCenter.net, so that's where you can find me. I'm also on Instagram, at HeidiHouse, and Facebook, HeidiHouse, um, H-E-I-D-I-H-O-W-E-S, and yeah, that's where you can find me. Awesome. All right, Don, you're up. Where can we find you? You can find me in your dreams where I'll do the medicine work <laughs> in your dreams. No, <laughs> um, let's see. You can find me um, dancing in your backyard. No, I'm trying to be serious. Don-Thompson.com. <laughs> and uh, if you go to Don-Thompson.com or Dawn of the New Era, um, on Facebook, so I post all my events there, my dance parties. You can get one-on-one sessions, um, readings. <laughs> I created my own oracle card deck, um, and I also want to plug real quick that if you're in the area, I'm doing a whole weekend of workshops um, on the ninth in Yellow Springs, Dayton. So you'll find me there doing what I've been waiting a long time to do, which is a series, is a retreat in the coolest town ever. So don-thompson.com for more details. Did that sound like a commercial? Sometimes I know when we plug ourselves, it sounds like a commercial. I'm like, go to don-thompson.com and press on events. And I'm like, ew, there's got to be a different way to say this. Go to iggygarcia.com. And you can find me on iggygarcia.com or with insightsradio.com. Yeah, you're good at it. You're so good. You sound like an amazing smooth jazz operator. <laughs> all my all my calendar is full. <laughs> You're listening to Iggy Garcia live. And my guests are Don Thompson and Heidi Howell. And um now we're gonna talk in we're kinda of talking about healing, but I wanna talk about the mind. How the mind works in healing. And um if you find that there's a big part of your mind that creates that healing. So who would like to go first? Me, 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 me. I have my hand no. up. Okay, you, you. <laughs> <laughs> like, who's that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, um, you know, I found out that we're talking, what we're talking with right now, right, is like, what, maybe 8 to 10% of our, of our alert conscious self, but we have this whole other um, 90% subconscious. And when I found that out, it made so much sense, you know, because I've just been, I'm a medium. I've just been doing what, you know, Mary Magdalene and all these guides have been guiding me to do that feels right. But when I found that out, I understood the scientific reason why, um, you know, healings were occurring, it's because people are getting out of their logical mind and going into that subconscious void, that part when they're in a deep state, when the, you know, the nervous system is settled and, and they're able to get out of their mind, get into their body, get into the subconscious. And I truly believe that that is where healing resides. So, you know, both of the both the journey into the heart and my uh Eve and Lilith journey are about getting people 
out of their thinking mind into this vortex of the the mysterious subconscious utilizing mm-hmm. visualization and relaxation and it I mean, it's it's so freaking profound. I wish that people could put electro. I wish they'd do studies and put electrodes on people when they're doing this work and see what parts of the brain are being activated. I'm so curious about that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. it. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I definitely, I definitely concur about the power of the subconscious mind. Um, and it takes it takes consistent effort, I think. I think it takes consistent effort on our part to to continually go to the higher mind, you know, the the subconscious mind and and really reprogram. You know, reprogram. Mm-hmm. And, and and it's not just about, you know, think positive, think positive, think positive. It's not that, you know? Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it's always holding the duality of like, you know, you've got to you've got to really rise above the quote-unquote good and the bad, you know, like feeling all of it, but also yes. recognizing that there's, that there's more. And, you know, that's a constant practice. It's a daily, hourly practice of, you know, really, like, rising <clears throat> into the truth, you know. Definitely. But I think that's a, it's a huge part of healing. I mean, it's a huge part of healing and a huge part of, and, and I mean, the placebo test, all the research on placebos and things like that and mind over matter. I mean, we know these things are real. We know that they're, that that it can make the difference and sometimes it doesn't. And there's something else called divine timing, which guess what? We don't we don't get to look at our watch for that. You know what That's I mean? That's right. <laughs> so, yep, yep. Divine timing. That's 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 I like when you said that. That's important. That's that's very powerful. But you know, I do find that the mind plays a lot in, in a lot of things, not just, I mean, in the healing factor. You know, I, I coach sports and soccer, mm-hmm. and I always tell my mm-hmm. kids, you know, the game starts in your head. It starts in your head. I mean, you mm-hmm. actually, everything that you can visualize mm-hmm. begins there. So when you create mm-hmm. that visual in your mind, it translates out into mm-hmm. your body. It translates out to your feet, your hands, and, and the belief system. It translates into your beliefs, too, because mm-hmm. if you don't believe that you player and you don't believe that you can dribble or juggle or whatever, then most likely your body's going to do exactly what you told it not to do. But if you at least have an inkling of, you know, belief that you can and you will and it's possible, then you start to train the muscles. You start to train the cells. You start to train your subconscious mind and your super subconscious mind, the one that, you know, makes all the body work without you even have to think about it. You know, and then the mind is is that strong because our brain, our mind has never seen daylight. It's been inside of our skull forever. So, you know, everything that we project into our through our eyes is through the senses. You know, we see, we look out, we touch, we feel, we taste, we hear. You know, that all that stuff is being translated back into our head and back into our mind, and we have to take those pieces in parts and decode it. And say, okay, that's what Don looks like. Oh, that's what Heidi looks like. Oh, that's what a sweat lodge looks like. Oh, this is what healing looks like. Why is he healing? Why don't I heal? You know, I mean, it's all, it's all taking the information and processing it. It's freaking complex. That is really complex. <laughs> I mean, there's been there, there's been studies where it says, you know, is, we, we live in a virtual world almost. And our mind is actually mm-hmm. 
bouncing off signals to things that are in front of us. Could you imagine, and Don, I've talked to you about this. I don't think I've said anything high, but could you imagine? I mean, if you didn't have sight, you didn't have your voice, you didn't have your ears, you didn't have any feelings in your body, you couldn't sit, but you existed. And yet you had to communicate to the world what was going on in your head. You would learn there would be a way you would find out that that would be such an amazing journey to live like that. Sure would. Sure would. It seems, you know, I heard something recently that we're all one soul with different expressions, all these different expressions. But when it comes to the mind, I'm noticing that it's it's porous. It's porous like the heart. I feel like people can send thoughts and it can come into my mind. So I have to really like negotiate with what's mine and what's not mine. I have to negotiate in my mind like what is these different aspects of my personality speaking, like, is that my inner child? Mm-hmm. Is that my critic voice? Is that my, it's, it's, my mind's kind of a scary place. I actually don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I try to stick to the body because my mind, like every time they give me acupuncture, I went to see, you know, I've been to all different <laughs> types of healers. I go to this, uh, you know, this Ayurvedic medicine man, and he's like, take these herbs, and then your mind will slow down. And I took the herbs, and then he, you know, he checked me out six weeks later, and his eyes got real big, and he was just, I mean, he was apologetic. He's like, I'm sorry, that's your mind. Like, I can't help you. You might want to just take the white coat's medicine. And I was like, no, I won't do it. <laughs> Like my mind is just it's just intense. It's like a satellite. <laughs> but it's but I wonder how much of it is like witnessing I love that theory of witnessing our thoughts and this is kinda of like the Buddhist mindfulness type of thing. Witnessing it rather than subscribing to it. Because I don't know if the thoughts are coming mm-hmm. from, you know, my my stepmom's voice from when I was younger who was really mean to me or the girls at school who were really mean to me. I don't know if if that's who's, you know, creating this this thought or if it's my, you know, my parent self, higher self. So that's my mind practice is to try not to subscribe because I got a lot of voices in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you and me both. <laughs> yeah, good. I'm glad I'm not alone. It feels good. Just even talking to you two about being a medicine person, because I, I don't know about you guys, but I often feel... But it's it can be a lonely path, a lonelyish path. Mm-hmm. It can be for sure. Exciting, fun. I wouldn't change it for anything, but definitely just you know connecting with you too about this project that you're doing, Iggy, is very comforting. I'm like, oh yeah, there's other people like me. <laughs> there's more. There's many of us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's there's. There's guys who do it, and they're not even, they don't have practices, they just do it. And people mm. come to them, and and that was me for many years. Mm-hmm. You know, people just showed up at my door, you know. Don't know how you got there, but there you are. <laughs> destiny. I say destiny. Why are you a little here? scary. <laughs> Well, you know, destiny is one of those things that, you know, we all have because, 
you know, it's supposed to be predetermined, but I think it's how we experience our destiny in the way that makes it special. You know, we have the choice to experience it, no matter how. I like that. Yeah, we all got that magic number. We're all going to take number 369 billion person. <laughs> I'll take a 69. <laughs> and my mind will slow down. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm playing ordinary oh, so job in the night. Sorry, oh, guys. Oh, I love I it. I love in the bathroom. You liar. No, I'm sure. <laughs> I actually haven't had dinner yet because I was working early, so I'm probably going to sign off on the show here soon. But I, I really love you guys. I respect you guys. I would love to continue the mind conversation, but with my blood sugar dropping, I'll have to get some food in me before I can make any sense. But I had a lot of fun, and thanks, Iggy, so much for um, asking me to come on. Absolutely. And uh, one more time, give everybody your website real quick and the next event you're going to be doing. Awesome. Okay. Um, so it's Dawn, D-A-W-N, dash Thompson.com. And my next event is in Yellow Springs, Ohio, um, which you can find all the information on the houseofohm.com. And that's a sweet yoga studio where I'll be doing a series of workshops that I mentioned earlier. Very good. Thank you, Don. Thank you so much. Much love. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And Don will be on the air next week at noon on Wednesday. So tune in for that in February. But, um, yeah. So, Heidi, anything you want to leave our listeners with? Oh, I think just that, I think I just want to leave them with, you know, there's so much importance in creating joy. I think one of the things that was great about the call tonight is that we created so much joy in, you know, mm-hmm. laughter and kind of came as we are. You know, I think that's one of the most important things is that we, we, we're always trying to get it right. You know what I mean? Like, like we, we, we're in this culture where it's like, I want to get it right. I want to do it right. I want to be perfect. Um, I want to do it all by myself. You know, um, and it, we're very serious. We're very linear. You know, we're very, like, driven, um, this manifest destiny thing. And I think that creates an environment where also it's not okay to not know or it's not okay to just come as you are imperfect uh, or a little bit hungry, you know, or a little bit, it's like we're constantly having to show up and get an A, you know. And if you don't get an A, like, you're not, you know, not making the honor roll. Like, everyone deserves to be honored no matter where they're at. You know, everybody gets to be on the honor roll. Like, <laughs> we're all doing our best is what I think. And so I think, you know, as long as people are creating joy and bringing soul into their lives, you know, that's a big thing for me. It's just, is, are you soulfully embodied, you know? And are you living with your vital essence? Are you doing what you love? Are you actively being love? Um, that's a really big thing for me. And I think that's a huge part of healing as well. Um, so, you know, I hope people will get off the call and, and go watch some funny memes or something and get a good laugh or get a dance in or maybe sing, sing a song, sing a lullaby to, to your husband or your wife or, you know, just um, be, be soulful. 
And I think that that's going to make a big difference in your life and in creating a healing space in your life. Um, so, awesome. yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Okay, where can people um, find you? Or what, what's your next event? My next event, I'm teaching Intro, intro to Shamanic Yearning at the Reiki Center on Friday evening. And I'm also, um, if, if anyone is interested, I'm also doing a, a the School of the Modern Shaman uh, Level 1, which is a self-healing journey of about the three, three eight-hour classes. And we have one this Saturday starting. So um, it's 10 to 6 on Saturday at the Reiki Center. That's the third. So I have a class Friday night and a class. Um, Saturday all day, and we're doing soul retrieval, power animal retrieval, and um, yeah, a couple other things on that day. So it's a big day of healing and awakening, really. So awakening to your own healing power. And that's what's coming up for me. So thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, well, well, you're going to be on my video, too, because this whole documentary is actually going to be filmed on my cell phone. I'm going to do it kind of like, it's going to be kind of, going to be a cell phone documentary, which is going to be really cool, the way it's going to be done. So oh, hopefully sweet. I can get an interview with you. Uh, a live uh, absolutely. Like, like, Any, yeah. Anytime. Anytime. Absolutely. Well, thanks for thanks for being on the air with us. Uh, you and Don were amazing. I'm really glad you got to share your um, your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions about the topic. I know because it's close at hand with uh, with the work you do. But um, yeah, let's keep mm-hmm. in touch and let's uh, Keep keep plugging on. All right. Thanks, Thanks Heidi. You're welcome. We'll see you soon. Okay. Well, that's Heidi Howells. She was my friend. She was here on uh, on the Within Sides Radio, ERC Alive, and Don Thompson. They were both um, local practitioners here, uh, shaman practitioners, uh, intuitive practitioners, healers, uh, facilitators, bringing in energy. And they were sharing our, their thoughts with me today a little bit about the work they did and plus the spontaneous aspects of healing and self-healing and that's what our show was about today we were just kind of covering and trying to figure out you know why do people heal and why don't other people heal and and, you know it's it's a mixed bag it could be anything you know don talked about some of us have a lineage of things that you know happen you know to our ancestors and so what happens to our ancestors is that stuff keeps getting passed down until one brave soul eventually decides to say, well, I'm going to heal all of those ancestors because that's basically what happens. And uh, she kind of described about, you know, different things that were going on in her body and her life and how she you know worked through it. And Heidi also talked a little bit about, you know, just the aspects of healing and, um, you know, the things that we can get from it and why people don't heal. She talked about her dad, how um, she sent him energy and, you know, just the, um, the power of energy and the power of belief and the power of intention can be so strong. And sometimes if we're not invited into that space, we can create a lot of healing, but we can also create, uh, I don't want to use the word havoc because I don't think havoc is the right word to use. I think uh, we can create a lot of um, confusion. Maybe confusion is a little bit better because with confusion, you can at least clear it, but havoc is like something that completely moves everything out. So what happens is, you know, we send energy to somebody who doesn't expect it. Then all of a sudden they start doing it. They, they snap into a place where they're capable to move. And then all of a sudden the belief systems that they had before kind of challenge what's going on. Oh, I can't be, this is not me, blah, blah, blah. And then you find yourself in the situation that you were really trying to be in. But, um, you know, I find that with a lot of healers, sometimes they, 
they would just send energy without somebody asking. And, you know, maybe there's a higher plane of asking. Maybe there's a, a place where we don't have to speak and talk. But um, there are people who just like to throw it around. And we have to be careful with that sometimes as healers. That, you know, we sometimes we have to say, hey, you know, to that person that's in front of us because they don't really, maybe they don't speak the language. Maybe they don't understand what we're trying to do and what our purpose is. And, you know, Heidi gave an example how she wanted to send energy to her dad to do um, a soul retrieval, and he was totally against it. And that's what we're going to find. Sometimes our family is, is the ones who are the most difficult to work with because they know us. They know our ins and outs. They know um, it's because they have judgment against us. They have, you know, predetermined judgments on us and how they seen us and how we grew up with them, how they raised us parents, brothers and sisters. They see us as the person that they create and project on their mind. And so when they see you, you're nothing special. You're just a brother or sister. And that's special, but what I'm talking about, when you start doing this work and you start becoming more in line with your gifts, they don't see you sometimes as the healer. They don't see you as the facilitator. They don't see you as the shaman. They don't see you as, as the drum guy. Or you know the singing bowl person, or the per- they they see you as the person that they either were kicked around by when you were younger, or they see you as the person that they kicked around, or or they just see you as brother and sister. So you're not anything spectacular to them. So you can run into those into those areas. So when we move into this space right now, where we are now as human beings, we all go through this. We all have a, a predetermined judgment by the people who are around us. They 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 love us. They care about us. But it happens. And, you know, it's not either wrong or right. It just is. It's how we respond and how we react to it. Are we going to move into that space where we're actually able to understand that they don't get me? It's kind of like when Jesus says, Father, forgive them for they do not know. You know, that kind of a statement. You know, for, you know I forgive them because, you know what, they don't know any better. They think they know me. It's kind of like when they're, they're looking in a garden. Some people see flowers and some people see weeds. It depends what you're looking at. And that happens. In a lot in families, in a lot, a lot. It happens to my family. I don't know if it happens to you. Maybe you're fortunate. Maybe you're one of the lucky ones who doesn't get judged like that. But they go, oh, I know Iggy. You know, he's yeah, he's just like this. It's because we have spheres of influence upon other people, and other people have sphere of influence upon us. And it's it's just the way. But as you progress and as you level up, as you move forward, you're able to gain that wisdom and that knowledge and know how to navigate those waters and sometimes it's easy sometimes it's not and sometimes you know we have to fight our own judgments of how we project upon our own family because we remember also how they treated us and how they loved us and or how they didn't love us but regardless neither here or there but it is it's important so when we work on the process of self-healing the aspects and parts of ourselves you know we're really delving into our mind and going so why why am i worthy of healing why am i allowed to heal why why doesn't that person heal why doesn't because we have loyalty issues sometimes we feel like we have to be martyr and that other people are more deserving than us to heal there are people there's an there was an old test they used to do years ago where they would talk about a scenario of a sinking ship and they had uh, four life rafts and all the life rafts were full except one life raft. It had room for one person. There was two people left on the boat. So you had to make the decision. Did you, give the, did you take the space or did you give the space to somebody else? Well, 80% of the people, and this is 80%, which is kind of high, gave that spot 
to another human being versus taking the spot for themselves. So imagine that. You know, we live in a, in a, in a martyristic society sometimes where we think that we should you know, sacrifice our well-being in order for someone else to survive and somebody else to live. So how many times do we do that in our lives? And how many times do we actually, you know, say, I'm going to jump on the boat this time. You know, this time I want to survive. This time I want to live. This time, nothing against you. And it's not being selfish. It's actually empowering who you are and what you're going to do and why you're in that space. You know, for for many of us, we we were raised that we have to volunteer, we have to help and do stuff, and there's nothing wrong with that. But when we're without and when we're lacking, sometimes we don't tell anybody. We don't share. We don't tell because it's too embarrassing. We shouldn't be this way because, you know, I've worked so hard, but it has nothing to work with hard. So ask yourself, are you a martyr? You know, are you a savior, a victim? So at what time and what point in your life is healing important for you when you feel like you're healing? Most of us are pretty healthy. Most of us have had some kind of ailment, something that's happened to us, some type of surgery. But for a lot of us, it hasn't. So why do some people heal? Why do some people move into the space of accepting the energy, the love that we deserve? And others, um, they say it, but they don't receive it. And then others just don't care. And then why is it that some people who don't even care seem to heal? It's kind of interesting. And these are the topics I'm going to be covering in, in the documentary that I'm creating about self-healing, spontaneous healing, just healing and, and love in general. But, you know, it is, it, is, it is important to know that we all will die from this timeline. We will die. We will move into the next existence. But while we're here, how can we experience it? How can we embrace it? How can we love it? How can we live a life that's, you know, fruitful for us? Well, a lot of it's, you know, starts here in our belief systems of what we think about ourselves or if we're worthy enough. Are we worthy enough for the healing? Why should we heal when others are suffering? But sometimes we have to take our own empowerment. We have to take power into our own hands and say, well, you know what? Damn it. You know, I have the right to live too. I have the right to be live better. I have the right to move into spaces where, you know, I'm healthy. You know, I'm not feeling challenged. And, you know, it's not an easy topic to talk about because some of us and many of us have lost family members, loved ones. And, you know, they gave a good battle and they gave a good fight. And we see that. But in the deep crevices of our mind, there are things that creep in there and they keep us from moving forward. Unfortunately, it's not always comfortable to talk about healing. It's not always comfortable talking about spontaneous thing when other people didn't make it, when other people aren't able to. But know this, that, you know, love is transcends time and space. Love is one of those things that, you know, that we can give ourselves and give others. And I think that's what's important about when we talk about the healing process to know that we're loved in the process. And I think that's part of it too. That Some people just don't have the love connection. And if they do, it's, it's, it's not enough. And, you know, as human beings, we do our best to, you know, give unconditional love. But some of us don't know what unconditional love means to give love, to love somebody unconditionally without any conditions. And to be able to just accept that. And some of us have a hard time accepting love because we misconstrue it in what it is and what it means. It's not something that we just can't 
you know, it's not a tangible thing. It's it's a whole bunch of things. It's feelings, emotions, you know, all, uh, chemistry, all kinds of things that roll through our body. You know, so when we're healing, we're constantly healing. Our body is constantly working. Our body is constantly reconstructing us, constantly making us. One of the only muscles and one of the only things that doesn't really change, and it's one of the life's, life sources of our body is our heart. The heart that we have today is is the heart that we die with. It's it's It doesn't change a whole lot from where it's at. Everything else changes. But it, if it does change in our heart, it's very slow. And, you know, for many people, they say that's that's like another brain. That's another thing. And and then it's amazing about the brain. I mean, I can go on hours and hours, but the brain can rewire itself. If you've had a traumatic injury, you can rewire, you know, the path of neurons and the path of how it works. You know, we only use, what, 5 to 10% of our brain, they say. And that's amazing, totally amazing about our head. So those of you who are interested in being in the documentary, I'm starting to take names and numbers and down. I'm going to contact people. This is a slow process because it's not something I want to rush. And it's something that needs to be done, needs to be talked about. And it has been talked about. But, you know, it's just another way of expressing the love that I feel in my heart and the love that others feel about what the work they do. So with that, I want to say thank you to everybody for tuning in tonight. It's been a pleasure to have Heidi Howells and Don Thompson on the show and sharing their insights with us. That's why our show is called With Insights Radio. Because we share. We share, we share, we share. And, you know, all of you know how to get a hold of me and get in contact with me. So this show will be on on uh, Blog Talk Radio and we'll be sharing. And those of you who are medicine people, medicine men, um, I'd like to talk to you. And if you want to get a hold of me, you can send me a messenger a message, or you can send me uh, an email to iggygarcia at gmail.com or just go to my website, iggygarcia.com and get a hold of me. And uh, we'll work on that. We'll work on that. We'll get together and we'll talk a little bit. Thank you, everybody. And we'll see you guys probably next week with episode 39. And we'll talk a little bit more and see what, what's going on in our worlds, what's happening. It's always fun to be here on the live stream and on Block Talk Radio. Share with you guys. Peace and love. Oho, ho'oponopono, irisiqui. All love. Be well, my friends. Take care. Have a great, great, great evening. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Welcome to Tim Hortons. Uh, I'll take a coffee and... How about a bagel breakfast sandwich? They're just two for four dollars. Oh, I like that. Freshly prepared with savory sausage, fluffy egg, and melted cheese on a freshly baked bagel. Just two for four dollars. I like like that. I just fist bumped your speaker. Oh, I just fist bumped you back. Get two sausage, egg, and cheese breakfast sandwiches on a plain bagel or English muffin for just four dollars. Or mix and match for four dollars. Great quality at a great value. It's all good at Tim Hortons. No substitutions or additions. Limited time only at participating restaurants.